Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. Man, I'm your host, Blake Lane, and today I'm here to talk a little bit about all the sports that happened over this past weekend, and I want to talk about the Auburn Tigers baseball team going down to Baton Rouge and picking up a big Big series win, taking two out of three from the 13th-ranked LSU Tigers. Then I want to talk about a little bit about the the Final Four that happened down in New Orleans this weekend. Me and D-Lane getting ready to leave here in just a few minutes to go down to New Orleans to catch the national championship game as I am recording this on a Monday morning. Just got off of work, getting ready to go down and eat some good food in New Orleans, Louisiana, and enjoy the national championship game between the Kansas Jayhawks and the North Carolina Tar Heels. So, want to break down, you know, the 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 Kansas and Villanova game and talk just a little bit about that one because we kind of figured what was going to happen there. We figured Kansas was going to be able to score a little bit more than Villanova, even though Villanova plays great defense. They were just without their main guy and and their their uh, their offensive bucket go getter and and team leader to be honest with Moore having the Achilles surgery and not being able to play there and and man what a game between North Carolina and Duke all right coach K it looked like the fairy tale ending and and hey North Carolina just <laughs> they just made more plays man i mean Caleb Love Love and Manic in that last 2 minutes just spectacular and then you had Baycott We'll talk about him. What is he going to look like tonight? That's, I mean, there's just so much that went on in that game, just back and forth. Uh, Bancaro, where are you at in the last couple minutes, man? I, I just, Duke in the second half, we'll talk about it. We will talk about it. It's just, uh, man, North Carolina, big shot after big shot, and Caleb Love, just the shot heard around the world. I mean, he has been so big for North Carolina in this postseason. And and the game that he had against UCLA in the Sweet 16, absolutely incredible. Went off, won that game for them. When when Manic wasn't having his best night, Caleb Lubbs stepping up and, and making plays. And you, you saw him up one, what, what, 30 seconds left, dribble left, pull-up jumper. In his eye, in his eye, dagger, dagger, smooth dagger. Just, just clutch shot, man. Ice in your veins, clutch shot. Hubert Davis believing in his players, and Duke not shaking hands. We'll we'll talk a little bit about that, and and Coach K's final game. So, 
First thing I want to get to is the Auburn Baseball Tigers and going down to Baton Rouge. Look, I said in the in the in the previous episode with Jacksonville State that I covered. Look, we lost to Jacksonville State. It's not like we didn't hit the baseball against Jacksonville State. We left like 11 runners on. I think it was in that game. We just didn't have timely hitting. Last week in that midweek game with Jacksonville State, we didn't have timely hitting. Things didn't go our way. It happens. I told a lot of you on social media that baseball is a weird game. Things happen like that. You drop games to teams like that, like a, like having a battle back against a Tennessee Tech or, or losing a series to Middle Tennessee. Look, it happens. It happens. Baseball is a weird game. But what I did tell you is that you got an opportunity to go down here to Baton Rouge and you got an opportunity to take two out of three. All right, It's very seldom you're going to sweep on the road. All right, You don't ask to sweep on the road. The great Tanner Allen from Mobile, Alabama, right here, hometown boy, national champion at Mississippi State, he said, all right, word for word, great teams avoid getting swept on the road. All right? Great teams, they avoid getting swept on the road. Mississippi State, all right, went out, they went out to Fayetteville this weekend, all right, made a big play yesterday and avoid getting swept on the road. Tanner Allen said, great teams win at home. All right, you win your series at home and you avoid getting swept on the road. The great Tanner Allen, folks, absolute stud, national champion, player of the year in college baseball last year. Can absolutely do it all on the baseball field. Can play anywhere. Can hit it anywhere. Can do all things, man. Just absolutely incredible uh, baseball player. And that's his words, all right? And avoid getting swept. And for you to to have the Jacksonville State setback in the midweek game, and then you go to LSU and you take the first game, you fall down early, and, and Brody Moore, hey, Kudos to Brody Moore, baby. Stepped up all weekend. Absolutely love him at shortstop. Just hitting the tater, making plays with his glove. Uh, made a tough play out in shallow left center to 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 keep Auburn in the lead, and and just showed up all weekend, man. And you know you win you win Thursday night. You pick up game one Thursday night. I think it was the first time they had won game one in LSU. Uh, LSU Stadium, Alex Box, down in Baton Rouge since the first time, like, 2011. And it's the first time they had won a series down there since 2011. So, just incredible. You know, the football team ending the streak in Baton Rouge from um, 1999, not winning down there. And Harson went down there this past year and got a dub. And then the baseball team ending this streak. And they get a big win Thursday night. Like I said, fell down early. Um, and, and Moore hit, hits a bomb and puts them in the lead. And, uh, you know, Auburn holds off with the bullpen, and then they bounce back Friday. And, you know, close game, tight game. Bullpen gives up some runs to LSU. They open it up. They take it down and force a rubber match. So we get to Saturday, and what do you know? Joseph Gonzalez, a guy that, that Coach Thompson has been wanting more out of, and, hey, we got it, all right? We got it. He gave up three earned and six innings pitched, all right? We got it. That's all you can ask for on the road, all right? Out of your starting pitcher, that is all you can ask for. Three earned runs in six innings. He did his job. He went back out for the seventh, ran into a little trouble. That's when they brought old Carson Skipper in. And, and hey, he did his job, got it to Blake Burkhalter. 
uh, Blake Burkhalter, excuse me, uh, and we will talk about that in just just a second. So, you know, forcing this rubber match with LSU and getting the the quality start that you got out of Joseph Gonzalez, that leads to offensive confidence, okay? It leads to offensive confidence. And, and, and also, also, you're in a rubber match and your offense comes out and you put up a you put up an early run in the first. All right, you got a you got a case and how a walk and and a Sonny Deshera double the thick king. We'll talk more about him in just a second. And then, and then you get a Brody Moore sack fly. Okay, so you're you're jumping out the gate with confidence. All right, and you come down you come in in the bottom of the first. Joseph Gonzalez he gets three quick ones and and bang you're up. You got LSU on the ropes. All right, and then you come out in the second. And Joseph Gonzalez, you know, he, he gives up a couple singles, and, and then uh, they tie it in the second, one-to-one. And then later in the fourth, Auburn comes up with Ryan Dial, who's been struggling, all right, been struggling at the plate. But, hey, he steps up in, in the fourth. He had two on and two out and, and hits a single out in the center, and that scores Foster. And so, hey, your pitcher, he's still rolling. Joseph Gonzalez still rolling, still rolling. The, the offense, you're finding confidence. You got guys like Ryan Dial stepping up who's been struggling. And you go into the fifth in a two-to-one game, and you get Howell on with one out. And, hey, guess what? Sonny Deshera, the thick king, baby. He strikes, hits a 425-foot home run, uh, dead center, off the batter's eye at Alex Box, and makes it a four-to-one game. And like he said uh, after the game, he said, hey, I knew that all weekend they were going to throw me off speed. All right? they're, they're not going to throw me a fastball. Well, in the fifth, he worked the count, got into a hitter's count, 3-1 count, and what do you know? Sonny was sitting on a fastball. He said, I knew he had to come to me, and he laid it right down the pipe. And Sonny Deshera sent it to outer space. All right, Dude, dude is the top three hitter in college baseball. All right, He is a top three hitter in college baseball. I want to say he's the best, but I'm not going to go there because I don't want people thinking I'm, you know, I'm just an, an Auburn lover and biased towards my team. But so I'll give you top three, okay? Uh, and then you know, with a four-one lead, like I said, um, Gonzalez went out in the seventh, ran into a little trouble. Uh, Carson Skipper comes in and, in the seventh and and gives up a single, and it's a four-to-two game. Um, excuse me, uh, Gonzalez. Gave up the single for a four to two game, and then Skipper comes in and uh, gives up a single to make it a four to three game. And so uh, they call him Blake Burke, uh, Blake Burkhalter in the seventh, and he gets out of it. <laughs> and so they move into the eighth, and and it's a four to three game. You still got the lead. Burkhalter does his job, and you get you get Case and Howe. He adds he adds one to make it five to three, and then. Uh, with with Howell on after he singles in um, to make it five three, Sonny Deshera comes up and LSU's in the shift and the second baseman um, runs over in between the shortstop and they collide on a ground ball that Sonny hits and uh, the ball leaks out into the outfield and and Casey Howell comes around to score to make it six to three and then Blake Burkhalter goes out in the eighth and gives up a solo home run and then shuts it down in the ninth. Looked really, really impressive there, and Auburn wins the game six to four and takes the series. All right, and the the national baseball rankings come out, and the D one baseball rankings come out today, and 
Auburn's 25th in the D1 baseball rankings, I believe. They come in at number 25. They're 19-9 and and 5-4 and in the SEC, tied for second in the SEC West. Who would have thought they were picked to finish sixth, I think, uh, preseason? Still could happen. Uh, but, you know, they're proving all the haters wrong right now. They're proving all the haters wrong, and I absolutely love to see it. The sticks are coming around. The pitching's coming around. Just great stuff from the bullpen in, in that third game with Carson Skipper and Blake Burkhalter. And, man, you got Vanderbilt coming to town this weekend. You got Vanderbilt coming to town. They just got swept from Tennessee. You know they're going to be hungry. It's going to be a live uh, uh, live town in Auburn this weekend. You got A-Day with, with the football team and – you got you got Vandy right after it in the in the baseball series, and you're just you're in for a jam packed weekend, man. Harson's gonna try to get things fired up over there at Jordan Hare, and then you're gonna walk right across the street that Saturday, and and you're gonna watch Auburn and Vanderbilt play baseball. I hope because we need to pack it out. I, I'm I'm trying to work some stuff out where I can drive up Saturday morning, catch the eight day game, and walk right across the street like I just said, baby, and and fill it up and fill it up. We need to have Plainsman Park slam pack for this uh, for this top twenty five matchup, and you know, I, I asked Kendall Rogers they they released their rankings this morning, and and he didn't have Auburn in there. But I asked him, I said, hey man, where where is my Auburn Tigers at? Where where do they come at in uh, in your rankings? And he said, hey, they're just on the cusp. They're just on the cusp. I just need to see a little bit more because they've lost. Two out of their last four series, all right, which they, like I said, they dropped the series to Middle Tennessee, okay, and then they dropped their opening SEC series to Ole Miss, all right, but they forced a rubber match with Ole Miss, so I'm pleased there. I'm pleased there. I'm not mad about that, okay, and then you get a series win out at Bluebell Park in, at Texas A&M, and then you turn around and you go to freaking LSU and you get another series win. All right, and you got Vanderbilt coming. Like I said, man, this weekend a lot of hype around this matchup. Go, go, win a series at home. Go win a series at home and and stamp yourself. All right, let Kendall Rogers and the guys know what you're about, man. That they see it, they see it. You're on the cusp. He replied to me this morning on the on Twitter. You're on the cusp. You're there. Auburn baseball just needs a little bit more. All right, he gave Blake Burkhalter a huge shout out, saying that. On that on that back end, man, he's lights out, and he is. He really is. I think I think Auburn's I think Auburn's surprising people on the diamond this year. I really do. I, I I think they're surprising people. I think they're for real. I think if they can sure up that middle relief, um, I know they got Carson Skipper, but if if they can sure up that middle relief, they're going to be really really tough to put out in the tournament. They're going to be really tough to put out. So. Like I said, big weekend. If you if you're an Auburn fan and you listen to this podcast, please please think about making the trip up uh, this weekend to Plainsman Park, Jordan Hare Stadium, and and just uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be very live around Auburn this weekend. So if you can, man, please think about making the trip up. All right. So War Eagle to that, and I'm super excited about this coming up weekend. And we're gonna move to college basketball now and and talk a little bit. About Kansas and Villanova in the Final Four Saturday, they were the first game, and look, like I said in, in in the opening little act, that we all kind of figured that Villanova, without Moore, with the Achilles, that they weren't going to be able to score enough, okay? And 
Kansas with the three ball, it, it just look Villanova didn't have the firepower. All right, we all knew that, and you you had Slater with sixteen, and Samuel's only giving you nine. You had uh, Gillespie with seventeen, and and Daniels with thirteen. Daniels hit a couple big shots, but you know I, I felt like every time Villanova answered Kansas, man, Kansas hit a big shot and opened it right back up, and it just kind of felt it kind of felt similar to last night's women's basketball game between South Carolina and UConn. Every time UConn would cut the lead to six, man, South Carolina would hit a big shot. So that was the vibe that I got with the Villanova-Kansas matchup was every time uh, Colin uh, Gillespie would would get it within striking distance and Villanova would get between that 8-6 that range, Kansas would just knock down big shot after big shot. And, and they just didn't have enough, man. They, without more, I would have loved to seen them play with more – uh, healthy. I think it it could have been a different game. It could have been. I'm not gonna say that Kansas would have lost. I just think it could have been a little bit tighter down the stretch. Uh, and and you know McCormick, man, I can't wait to watch him tonight. What a special special player. Look, I apologize to Kansas. I gave him shit all year long, and I said that after watching them play Kentucky at the Fog, they weren't about it. I said you you know you're not about. Uh, a national championship team. I didn't think that they would make this run, and I was wrong, man. They proved me wrong time and time again, and they're here on a Monday night with a chance to dance to one uh, one shining moment. So just really, really special, man. McCormick is everything that uh, you could ask for, and Christian Braun in the second half just shooting it with confidence. Uh, big shot after big shot, like I said, and Kansas moves on, man. Can't wait. Me and D-Lane, we're fired up. We're getting ready. And and so hey now, you move on to UNC and Duke in the nightcap. All right, what everybody wanted to see: UNC the eight seed, Duke the two seed, Duke getting the first one, and then UNC going to Duke and and getting the second one in Coach K's last uh, home game at Cameron Indoor, and then the first time ever they meet up in the NCAA tournament. The first time they ever meet up. Out of all the years they've played, the first time they ever meet up, and North Carolina KOs Duke. They KO. Late in the game, Caleb Love, Brady Manick, Baycott. Man, what a warrior Baycott is. KO'd him. Just KO'd him. I mean, made made more shots. Ben Caro. Hey, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know where... Where you were at, you were giving manic problems all night down in down in the post, and and then uh, in crunch time, second half, Duke just no showed. Honestly, they, in my opinion, they just no showed. Late late down the stretch, Duke no showed, and Carolina had a couple massive runs there in the second half, and and you know going back to the end of the first half with Duke, the way they closed it out, I said, hey, I said. It really feels like North Carolina's in trouble. They got Baycott with the third foul right there um, in in the second half, early in the second half. And I said, hey, I said, this kind of feels like trouble for North Carolina. And then I think North Carolina went on like a 9-0 run and just opened up a little lead. And then you kind of felt the tables turn right there. And like I said, man, Baycott with the rolled ankle, 
He played the other night. He come back and played. But what's that ankle going to be like tonight? That's that's what everybody wants to know. Is he going to be able to give you a solid game with 22 rebounds or, you know, just – I, my, my, excuse me, at 21 rebounds the night. I'm sorry, at 11 points for 21 rebounds, and then and then you got Manic with 14 points. Manic's gonna have to score more tonight. He's gonna have to score more. I, I need him at the 18 to 20 point range, and then you got Caleb Love, man, with 28, uh, 11 of 20 for from uh, from the field. And it's crazy because, like, the last two games he started, like, 0 for 5 or 0 for 6 or something like that and has just absolutely lit it up in the second half. And it is incredible, man. Played 40 minutes. He played 40 minutes, Caleb Love. When is North Carolina's legs going to give out? Baycott, 33 minutes. The only reason he played 33 minutes is because he went out with the, with the uh, sprained ankle. Manning. 38 minutes. R.J. Davis, 36 minutes. Caleb Love, 40 minutes. Black, 40 minutes. All right? Leaky Black, man. Kudos to Leaky Black. Doesn't do everything on the offensive end, but plays hellacious defense. He gives people trouble and uh, and was a real problem for Bancaro. And, hey, man, <laughs> you know, they don't go to their bench a lot, so that's why I'm saying when does North Carolina's legs give out? Do they finally give out tonight, and who do you like? Look, I, it's hard for me to go against North Carolina. I want North Carolina. I want Caleb Love, Brady Manick, Baycott, Leaky Black. I, I want Carolina, but, man, it just feels like Kansas is so much more – they're so much more fresher with depth and – they haven't been on this Cinderella run, but then there's a part of you that kind of feels like Caleb Love is on this cardiac Kimba Yukon run where he just he isn't going to be denied, and it's really hard to pick a winner, man. I want to go Kansas. They're minus four because I think they have more depth and they're more fresh and and they've been shooting it well. And McCormick is going to offset Baycott down there. And I really like Kansas, but, man, it's hard for me to pick against USC. I want USC. My heart wants USC because I love the little underdog story. Hubert Davis, you know, people thinking that North Carolina was was kind of falling off a cliff in college basketball, and then Hubert Davis comes in, and bam, they're back uh, in the national championship. Been to the last, th- what, they've been to three out of the last six Final Fours, I think it is. So, I, you know, I don't get the whole UNC is falling off the cliff. Uh, they're they're uh, down in the shelter, as some said earlier in the year. Here they are. Players have bought into Hubert Davis's style. You still got Roy Williams up in the stands. Uh, cheering them on has been to every single tournament game, and it's absolutely brilliant to see. As far as Coach K, look, Duke not shaking hands. Didn't like it one bit. Wendell Moore staying after the game. The only Duke player to shake hands. Coach K shaking hands. And it shows a lot about Wendell Moore and and what he's about. And then you see Duke walking to the locker room, not shaking hands. Look, it is what it is. Feel about it how you want to. I'm not a big fan of it. After somebody whoops your ass, you shake their hand. Say good game. You might not like it. It's hard. It's a tough pill to swallow. But you do it. You do it. And you walk away with class, and it was just a, a little, a little sour taste in my mouth towards Duke because I feel like as a kid growing up, that's always the way I looked at Duke. I love Coach K. 
I love Coach K. I thought they were going to win the game. I picked them to win the game. You know, I had Ryan Loman on here, and, and we talked about it, and we both picked Duke to win. And, you know, I've just – I've always saw Duke as that I think that I'm better than you attitude. And, you know, I've heard multiple people in college basketball that cover it now that, that used to play against Duke, and they always say that they recruited the pretty boys and, you know, the guys that, that other people wouldn't recruit. They Duke recruited them, you know, the, the private school kids. And – I just always got that that feeling is Duke just thinking that they're better than everybody and hey I don't have to shake your hand okay but when when shit's going good I want to shake your hand but when it goes bad you know what I just don't want to shake your hand you're my rival and you kick my ass so I'm just not going to shake your hand so hey kudos to coach K man retire have a blast you done everything for college basketball that you could ever do ultimate legend goat the Nick saving a college uh, basketball, or I've heard a couple people say that. Just an excellent career. Couldn't ask for anything else, man. The the TikTok videos, the Twitter videos, Facebook videos, whatever, man. Every uh, video that they have put out on social media has been exceptional to watch and the career that he has had and the big-time moments and championships that had been won under Coach K. So Duke now in a new era, moving on and getting ready for the 2022-2023 season. Well, now I want to turn to me and D-Lane getting ready for tonight. Just got off work, recording this podcast, waiting for D-Lane to get here so we can get ready and hit the road and get down there to New Orleans, Louisiana, the Big Easy. We're going to go to the Fan Fest. We're going to go to lunch, get us some really good food, hit Bourbon Street, get ready for the game tonight. And man, I'm excited. It's been 10 years since I've been to a Final Four. D-Lane has never been to a Final Four. This is his first go. Um, national championship game, as I should say, but it is it has been ten years for me, and we were we are going to take videos, we're going to take pictures, we're going to uh, inside the stadium, we're going to get pictures of our seats and just everything that you could ever imagine. Man, we're so excited, and, and I want to thank my mom, my dad, my fiance, sister in law, my grandmother, my papa, everybody that put into this. You know, I just I thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's a special moment. It's something that me and D Lane love college basketball. We're we're talking about it. We're betting about it, uh, or I should say, betting on it. Uh, we we absolutely love it, man. Everything about it, we just love it. Uh, every single night, uh, we we would get up at, at at his house for tournament games and watch March Madness and have a bunch of food with friends and it's just. It's an atmosphere, man, and and college college sports takes you away from politics, you know. That that's that's the way I feel, and that's why I love college sports, and that's why I love bringing it to this podcast and and talking to all my followers. Is because, man, when North Carolina and Duke was going back and forth the other night, you weren't sitting there barking about politics. You were no matter who was inside that stadium, whether you were sitting next to a stranger or what, you were looking, shaking hands, saying, "Hey, man, UNC, baby." It wasn't. It didn't have nothing to do with politics. It was sports is bringing us closer together, 
And we went through COVID and the horrible time with no fans and the bubble and you could only have 3,000 people inside a stadium or whatever and you had to have uh, vaccine proof and all that stuff and there's no more, okay? It's, 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 college sports has that passion, man. That's what it's about. It, it has that passion. There, everybody comes together. Everybody loves everybody. That's what it's about, man. That's why I love it so much is because it is a strong passion that brings everybody so close. Nobody hates anybody. Nobody argues. Man, it's just, it's uh, everybody for everybody, man. And, and that's why I love it. So honestly why I love it is that we went through so much and now you see us bouncing back and we're just, we're, we're loving on each other. Caleb Love hits a shot, and you see everybody hugging and and loving on each other, and it's just a beautiful sight to see. And you see Duke fans, man. I hate I hate that you you had to lose like that, but you see Duke fans hugging each other and consoling each other, and and just just saying, man, we were so close. And it's just stuff like that that you didn't get to see during the COVID time, and and you don't see people arguing, man. And it's just a special, special thing. And I can't wait to get into that Superdome tonight. I really can't. I love to see it. Uh, I can't wait for the atmosphere. A Blue Blood National Championship. The last one I was at was Anthony Davis in Kentucky against Kansas. Ten years later, I'm back with Bill Self trying to win his third one. Just special stuff. Special stuff. I mean, not win his third one. He's in his third one. Um, but, hey. He's, he's Bill Self's trying to get to to an elite coach's list of winning uh, multiple national championships, and he's in his third national championship. So, uh, you know, I was there for the last one. Kentucky cut the nets down. It was special, blue blood national championship, and I'm back there for UNC Kansas tonight, man. Just really, really special. So, look, closing this thing out, one thing I saw this weekend in college baseball, closing this podcast out, this episode – I was watching Tennessee and Vanderbilt, and Tennessee comes up, got a runner on, hits hits a hits a bomb out to out to right field, and guy rounds the bag, steps on home plate. Vandy picks the bat up, catcher picks the bat up, and he points and says, "Hey, this doesn't have a sticker on it." Okay, it happened to Auburn out at Texas A and M a couple uh, two weeks ago too. Uh, in in their series, uh, late in the ninth inning, top nine, Auburn tied the game up, and they got a base hit. It happened. So what? All right. So they go review it. No sticker. Sit on the headset. It's just taking up time, time, time. Okay. I mean, you're spending five minutes here, five minutes there on headsets, reviewing plays. You know, I mean, we're trying to speed baseball up, and you got this sticker situation going on. Well, they review it, they come out, and they say, hey, he's out. Okay? There wasn't a sticker on the bat. They they live interview Tennessee's coach, and he just makes a mockery of the whole situation. All right? It was hilarious to me. Absolutely hilarious. But look, here's a way to solve the sticker situation, okay? Here's a way to solve the sticker situation. Don't do stickers, okay? Before each game, your umpires come in, you look at the bats, you test the bats, you examine them, do what you got to do. Get you get you a garbage can, all right? Get you a large garbage can, sit it right next to the dugout, put 
every bat that passes or they want to use in that in that garbage can. All right. And if a bat is taken inside that dugout, it's dead. And if you use that bat, once it's dead, it's an automatic out. That'll stop this whole sticker falling off situation or sticker never was on there situation or whatever that is going on with these stickers in college baseball because I'm tired of seeing it. It, It's stupid that a sticker is on a bat. Look, just put them in a garbage can. Just put them in a garbage can and call it a day. If If a bat is taken inside the dugout, it's dead. And if you use it, if you bring it back out and you use it, you're an automatic out. All right, that'll stop the whole sticker fiasco that is just, I mean, it's so abysmal in college baseball. I mean, just, you got people protesting over stickers on bats, and come on, man. Come on. Stupid. I'm glad you got swept, honestly. I'm glad you got swept. I mean, you're mad because your pitcher made a bad pitch. Tennessee hits a nuke over the right field wall, and you want to protest a bat that didn't have a sticker on it. Oh, man. Come on, man. Vanderbilt baseball has been too dominant over the years to be doing some crap like that. And I'm not a fan of the whole sticker situation, as you can tell. So that's the one way I think you could handle it. They do it in U-Triple-S-A softball, and I've seen it done. I've I've played in in a couple of slow-pitch tournaments where it's been done like that, and it works really well. It really, really does. You just put them in a garbage can right outside the dugout, and if if one of those bats is taken inside the dugout, it's dead. Solves all problems. So, man, I appreciate each and every one of you joining me today, this morning. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get this podcast uploaded ASAP, and I am going to uh, dish it out to everyone, and we are going to head to New Orleans. Me and D-Lane going to go get ready real quick, and we are going to get down there and enjoy ourselves. So, like I said, thank you all for joining me, and until the next one, I will catch you all. I'm out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 